Welcome to With You Every Step, the solo travel podcast that explores, explains, and hopefully inspires you to travel the world by yourself. I'm your host, Michelle Lee. Happy New Year! Welcome to 2019! Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I can't believe how quick 2018 went. It is crazy. I hope you all had a great Christmas. I hope you got to spend it with the people you wanted to spend it with, or you met some new people like Troy and I spoke about in our Christmas special, and you ended up doing some new Christmas traditions. Did anyone do the poop log? That is my question. Did anyone do the poop log? I am so interested. I'm still fascinated by the poop log. I do hope that you had a great Christmas, no matter what you did, if you celebrated, if you didn't celebrate, as long as you were safe and you enjoyed your time. Maybe you've got a bit of a break from work, maybe you don't. I hope your New Year's Eve was fun. Mine was quiet, first time ever that I actually did not drink. I did not go out. I ended up just going to a point and watching the fireworks by myself because I had to work on New Year's Day. Today is my dad's birthday. It's the first birthday without him. So happy birthday to my dad. The anniversary of his passing is in three days, which is the 5th of January. It's been the toughest year of my life. My dad was my best friend. And I know a lot of people say that about their parents once they've passed, but he actually was. We did a lot together. Every week I'd cook him dinner. He'd come over. We'd watch our favorite TV shows together. I'd speak to him every day. Like my mum, we're very close. We're a very close family. And we would travel a lot together. We traveled plenty together. He was my favorite travel buddy. If I could travel with anyone, it would be my dad. And this episode is in honor of my dad. I'm going to talk about Croatia where my dad was from, my heritage, and why you should visit Croatia. If you haven't, you need to. It is stunning. Now, growing up, my dad was always a little bit embarrassed to say that he was Croatian, but I don't know necessarily if it was embarrassment or the fact that he just didn't want to have an argument with anybody or make anyone else feel bad If maybe they came from one of the other countries, this is during the war. Croatia was part of a big war that happened during that time. We didn't tell anyone that we were Croatian. And so I didn't either. If people would ask me, I would say I'm Australian, born and raised, even though my parents are both from Europe. Years have gone on since the war. Croatia has become its own and it has really flourished. And it is a place now that people love. I have friends and I have people tell me that their favorite place in Europe is Croatia. And my heart warms so much every time somebody says that. If you've listened to my other episodes, you probably know I'm a dual citizen. I do have a dual passport with Croatia and Australia. So I am a citizen of Australia and of Croatia, and I am so proud to be a Croatian woman as well as an Aussie. To visit Croatia, you do not need a visa to get in there. All you need if you are from the EU is your license because it is part of Europe, even though they are not on Euro. They have Kuna as their currency, 
They might be changing it this year. Apparently, 2019, they might be changing it to euro. Personally, I hope not. The Australian dollar is not so good with the euro as it is with the corner. It's a lot stronger, so I prefer that personally. But for the country, I'm not sure what's best. Where my dad was born was from a part of what they call central Croatia. So it's actually kind of where Zagreb is, the capital, which most people kind of fly in there unless you're flying straight into the coastal towns, which is like Dubrovnik or Split. It's about an hour and a half. I kind of think it normally takes maybe two, two and a half hours to drive from Zagreb to the town that we're from, which is Kotoriba in the Mejimuria area. Now it's right on the border. I think maybe it takes a little bit longer for us because my uncle normally comes and we stop for a beer at the pub, which is a tradition. So if you are in Croatia, that's what you need to do. You need to go to a pub and you need to get a pan beer, P-A-N. That's the local Croatian beer. And that's what we do. So it takes us a little bit longer to get back to my auntie's house in Kotoriba, which I love being there. It's a small village. It's not big. It's where my dad grew up. I loved seeing where he grew up. The actual house they all lived in is gone now, but it was literally one big room. Actually, that's a lie. It wasn't big. It was one small room, which is probably the size of one of the bedrooms in my house. And that was their whole house. And they all grew up there. A lot of siblings my dad had, and they all lived in that house right near the train tracks. And I'm glad that my dad's taken me back there many times and I've got to see it. I like being in Kotzeriba. It's a very special town for me. That's where my dad grew up. People know him. They know my family. It's really sweet. I really have a strong connection there. And I'm glad that I get to go back there. My auntie still lives in the family home that they then moved into after they had that little shack that they moved out of and that she still lives in that home there. The whole area in central Croatia is really beautiful. A lot of people don't go to that area so much because the coastline is such a draw card and understandably it's it's beautiful, but it is a really nice way to see the other parts of Croatia. There's other towns like Chukovic, which is really a pretty little town as well. I, I like going there. That's the big town that we'll go to if we need to go shopping. That's where we go. It's sweet. It's a sweet town. My recommendation is flying into Zagreb and hiring a car. My friend Jessica, who was on my Mexican episode, her parents were planning Europe and so they asked me to help and I basically did their whole itinerary for them and that's what I did. I had them flying in to Croatia and then hiring a car and they drove around. They didn't go up to the towns where my family's from because we are on the border. I didn't mention that. So where Kotoriba is, it's basically if you're an Aussie and you're from Victoria or New South Wales, you more than likely have heard of a town called Aubrey Wodonga. They actually two towns and they're separated by a river going through the middle. One is in Victoria and one is in New South Wales. It is like that with the river going in between where my family is from and Hungary. So we are right on the border. So the river is called the Drava River and it goes through the middle and one side is Hungary and one side is Croatia and that's where we are. So if you look over, you're like, hi, Hungarian people, I can't understand you and you've got a different currency, but you're literally just there. It's really odd 
really odd. So those parts are really pretty. I had another friend that went there and I told her to drive through and she went and actually saw my auntie in Kotsuriba and my auntie loved having her and she loved seeing my auntie and taking her through the town and getting to see what it's like in kind of, I guess you could say rural Croatia. It's not the coastline and it's not touristy at all and that's what's nice about it. Dad and I many of times have driven the coastline. He's taken me to explore Croatia and I've got to see a lot of it and it is worth doing. Absolutely. You must, I would recommend driving it. I'm not confident driving, especially by myself in another country. If you are and you're going to be by yourself, if you're going to be with somebody else, hire a car. If you're not confident, there are buses. You can do buses that take you up and down the coastline as well as through Croatia. Do that if you're by yourself and you're not confident like someone like myself. I get freaked out. Other side of the car, other side of the road. The only time I have hired a car and driven was in Greece where I went to the island that my mother was born and I wanted to go see the church that my grandmother worshipped and the only way to get there was by hiring a car. It was so scary. I met a lady the night before at a restaurant that was solo traveling and I was like, hey, would you be keen to come and hang out and do some touristy things with me tomorrow? I'm going to this church. So she said, yep, great, let's do it. It was nice to have that support in the car. Being totally by myself, I think I would have been a nervous wreck, but I did it and I'm glad I did because that's the only way I could see this church that my grandmother worshipped and it was really cool. It's actually a touristy place on the island of Lesbos. If you're going to do it, do it. It's cool. So anyway, I'm not comfortable driving, but my dad is. He was amazing. He'd hop in, off the plane, get on, get in the car, not have any problem driving on the other side of the road, other side of the car. He was just natural at doing that. I struggle big time. But anyway, he felt comfortable. So we would drive a lot around. So we did drive the coastline. So we did from Dubrovnik all the way up. I have driven all the way down. Oh, sorry, that doesn't make any sense because what I said does make sense, but it doesn't. So you drive up the coastline and then it kind of does this little bit of a curve where Croatia comes back around on itself and then has like a big ball. a big ball. And so we've driven up and then driven down to the bottom of the ball. If you look at a map of Croatia, I'm sure it might make sense. It might not. Anyway, the town I'm talking about is called Pula, P-U-L-A. And that's at the bottom of the ball that I'm talking about. That is really cool. I don't know how many people go to that town. I think it's becoming more touristy now. It's got a mini Colosseum. I had gone there before I went to the Colosseum in Rome, which is magical. But this Colosseum was cool too. And I'm glad that I went and saw it. I think we did an audio tour, walked around. It was interesting. I really, I was shocked that Croatia had something like this, but they do. And they've still got a few historic places around. I would recommend going, checking them out. Dubrovnik down the other end, right down the bottom of the coastline is a must. I don't think you can go to Croatia and not go to Dubrovnik. Now it's definitely been made more famous from the TV series Game of Thrones because they have filmed in Dubrovnik and apparently there's certain areas in Old Town that they've used for certain scenes in the series that are huge. And so people are, it's a draw card. People are going there. They now have Game of Thrones tours that people can do. So you can go and do one of these tours. It will take you to the locations. Makes sense if you watch the show. 
I do not. I'm sorry to disappoint anybody. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I'd recommend staying in the old town. It's just easier getting in and out. Not so easy if you have a car. We stayed on the outskirts just down by the ocean and it was really special. We stayed in a place, this was a while ago, so they didn't, Airbnb wasn't a thing back then. What people would do is just put a sign out the front of their house saying room for accommodation. And so we went into this house basically on the water and stayed in their rooms for a couple of nights. And it was really special. The family were lovely. As you probably hear on other episodes, I think Amber Farrington talked about going to Croatia and being taken in as part of someone's family. And that's what they're known for doing. Croatians are very open. They will invite you into their homes. They will tell you their stories. They like to talk. And so these people told us about the story of living through the war and the home they were in still had some damage from the bomb blast that had gone off there. And it was really interesting hearing their stories. Dubrovnik is quite hilly. And so there are a lot of stairs to get up and down. So it is not easy walking around it, but it is worth it because it is so pretty. The old town walk around the wall is really cool. I remember sitting, I don't know why, on one of the cannons. I've got a photo. Uh, weird. But we also did have some some beers as we walked around. Again, it's the Croatian way. You need to have a beer. I'd go to the Kritschma, which is the pub, and have a beer. The beaches that we went to, there's not many sand beaches that I went to. So like I said, we drove up the coastline. Now, we didn't book accommodation. We just decided to stay wherever we wanted. And I can't remember exactly all the towns, I'm so sorry, that we stayed at. But it is worth just feeling it. Just go get a car, drive up the coast, stop wherever you want. I guess it's the same if you're getting the bus, get a bus to a town, see if you like it, carry on. If not, stay there. It was really nice way to see the coastline. There was no pressure. We just stopped and stayed in certain towns that were really pretty. A lot of the beaches that we saw weren't really beaches. They're more concrete and you sit on the concrete and then jump into the water I find that a bit scary. I'm not confident in water, especially when I feel like it's kind of crashing up against a wall. That scares me a little bit. There are other beaches where there is sand and you can walk into the water. I did not go to any of the islands. I haven't been to the islands yet. I will one day. I know that the <laughs> I know that the island cruising is huge now. And I know it's a massive tourist business, but yeah, I'm not keen on boats. If you've probably heard me say a thousand times. So my way of doing it, I'll probably go island hopping. So I'll probably get to the island and stay on an island for a couple of days and then go to the next one. That's my plan. Next time I go back to Croatia, I want to do it a little bit more solo travel. Like I said, I've been with my dad. I've never really done it by myself where I have gone and explored as a tourist would. I've done it more on the local way because obviously that's where my family is from. But I do want to do the islands. The pictures look amazing. It looks great. Everyone I've heard of have loved the islands. I have heard mixed reviews on the boat cruises though. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people just don't like structure. They like to be a little bit more loose with their planning and times and what they do and when they do things. Totally understandable. Tours aren't for everybody. There is 6,278 kilometers of coastline that Croatia has. 
it is huge. So there is a long way to be driving to be able to find some beautiful beaches and stay wherever you want to stay on your own time. You don't have to do a tour. I personally probably wouldn't recommend it in Croatia. I recommend just going and finding your own way around. There are some must-see places like Dubrovnik, Split. Yeah, you know what? Ah, I could leave Split. I didn't love it as much as everyone makes out. Dubrovnik, a must. Split, not so much. Pooler, I thought, was really cool. But there are some national parks. There's this running joke in my family that I can't speak other languages. And my mum is Greek, my dad's Croatian, born in Australia, raised in Australia, can't speak another language. I know, it's weird. Both my brothers are quite good at understanding and speaking Greek or Croatian. I'm not so much. When I'm in Croatia, I can understand quite a lot. But my speaking of it is kind of a joke. So everybody laughs at me when I try and pronounce names or places. I'm not very good at it. So I'm going to spell it to you so you don't laugh at me like my family does, even though you probably want to. So the first one, which is kind of Nishibanek, is Kreka. That one I can kind of say because that's not too hard. K-R-K-A National Park. This is the one that when you type in Croatia in your web browser, these are the images that pop up, which is people swimming with a waterfall in the background. That's this place. It is 30 kunas to get in, which is like $6.50 Australian. And you're allowed to swim in this place. So they take you to an area where you can and the waterfall is there and you're allowed to go in. The other one that you would see in images which this one is the one that my family all laugh at me at. So I'm not going to embarrass myself. I am just going to spell it out to you. P-L-I-T-V-I-C-E, Lakes National Park. And this one is 55 corners to get in. And that's about 12 Australian dollars. But there is no swimming at this national park. This national park is huge and you walk around it. It is amazing. I remember going there. I was kind of in my bratty years. I mean, I was never a huge brat, but I was a little bit like, boring. Uh, And I did secretly like it because it was so pretty, but I just couldn't be bothered walking around where now I'd be like, no, I'm hiking around the whole place. Don't stop me. I want to keep going. I want to see everything. Back then, I was like, I want to message my friends. I didn't take it for what it is. I would go back there and see it now and really take it in for its beauty. My pictures are still quite amazing from that place, but that is a must. You cannot go there and miss out on going to that place. That national park is a must. Croatia is really quite Catholic And there are a lot of churches. I know in Kotoriba, the main thing that is on postcards and everything is the church. It's a really pretty church and they are quite Catholic. Oh, I've got a very important thing to to tell you. Stop. If you're going to Croatia, you must know the emergency number in Croatia is 112. If you're ever in emergency and you need to call for help, that is the number that you call 112. There is one place that I haven't been to that I really want to go to. Now, I saw this place somewhere on the net and I just went, what? I need to check this place out. I actually don't know where it is. It's in Croatia, but I don't know exactly where. I know it's not near my family at all, but it is, I'm going to spell it out again. 
J-A-B-L-A-N-A-C shipwreck. And what it actually is, is a sunken World War II military ship. And it's a German ship. And it's in the area that's Z-A-V-R-A-T-N-I-C-A Bay. And it's in a few meters of water. And the water is clear, crystal clear. And you can see the ship. There is a price to get in there. It's 20 corners, which is not very much. It is a national park as well. I'm not sure if you're allowed to swim into it. I kind of hope you're not so people don't ruin it. And, and that's what happens with amazing places when they do allow people to get in there, unfortunately. Not everyone respects things the way they should. So I hope you're kind of not allowed to go in there. But you can see it and it is clear and it looks really cool. So I want to do that next time I go. This is on my list of places to go to and check out. Apparently there's quite a maybe an hour's walk to actually get to where the shipwreck is. And it is kind of slippery with loose rocks on the trail. So be careful when you're walking around and going there. But that looks cool. So I don't know if you've seen it already. Tell me if it's worth going to or not. I know it looks cool. Something I want to go to. Croatia is not known for having amazing food. So I don't know if anyone's been to Croatia and's come back and is like, the food is amazing. Um, on the coastline, if you like seafood, yeah, the seafood is known to be good. Apparently, I don't eat seafood. But in the central part of Croatia, where I'm from, it is very much soup, meat, potatoes. It is very plain. It is very standard. The soup is like the watery soup with like noodles in it. I'm not a big fan, especially in hot weather. My auntie would cook it every day. She loves it. She can't have a meal without soup. And then it's meat and potatoes. Very plain, very simple. I don't mind it. Not very much vegetables like I would prefer, but it's okay. But again, it's not a place where the food is amazing. Coastline, very different. Again, like I said, seafood, yes, not for me, but for others, yes. Uh, goulashes, we're on the Hungarian border, so goulash is a big thing up there as well. Desserts, mm, I'm gluten-free, so it's a bit hard for me to have the desserts in Croatia. But I also am allergic to MSG. This is a big note to anybody that is allergic to MSG. There is a flavor enhancer in Croatia called Vegeta. They actually sell it in Australia in our supermarkets and people put it into their soup. They put it in onto their meat. And I've had some really big reactions in Croatia from Vegeta. So I'm very allergic to it. If you are allergic to MSG, you must ask them in Croatia if it has Vegeta on it. They put it on their meat. They put it in a lot of things. So at a lot of restaurants, they would have to make me something special because everything had been kind of drowned in Vegeta. So it does happen. If you are allergic to MSG, be aware of that. It's a big deal. The company from Vegeta is in Croatia. It's actually not too far away from the, my hometown, but it, it's not my friend. Me and Vegeta, we fight. We're not good. We're not besties. So that is to be aware of if you do have an MSG allergy. And if you don't know what MSG is, it means you're not allergic to it more than likely. So don't worry about it. But if you are and you know what I'm talking about, stay clear. Be aware that is something they use a lot in Croatia. I don't know if this episode has been much help to anybody. I hope it has. If you have never been to Croatia, you must go. It is beautiful. It is worth seeing. 
I love going there. I feel very at home when I'm in Croatia. Most people that go to Croatia love it. All the feedback I hear is amazing. Everyone welcomes you, makes you feel at home. I, as a woman, feel very safe walking around in Croatia. Everyone I've spoken to have felt the same way. Doesn't mean there are things that happen. It's like anywhere. So just be aware walking around that you are always on edge. Don't get too drunk no matter where you are. As a solo female, very important to be able to keep our wits about us. I know it sucks, but it's true. I'm not sure if I've spoken about this before or not, but I'm going to tell you why this podcast has its name and it's due to my dad. My dad and I, before he passed away, we knew he was sick. We knew that the end was coming. We sat down and we wrote a message together that I would then get as a tattoo. I am not someone that likes tattoos. I never had a tattoo. I always said I would never get a tattoo and now I have a tattoo. So what we did was we wrote something together and then my dad wrote in his handwriting And it is now a tattoo on my foot, which is a note from my dad that I have with me all the time. And the first thing that he wrote was with you every step you take. And that's how I have the name of my podcast is with you every step. And that comes from the tattoo on my foot and it comes from my father. So I know that I know that he's with me every step I take. So when I go back to Croatia, he will be with me. It won't be easy because I've only ever been here there with him, but I will do it because it's such a beautiful country and I want to explore more by myself and I hope you explore it. And dad, you are with me every step I take and I miss you so much. And I've had people write to me and tell me that they have lost their parent as well. And they used to travel a lot with their parent and how much it hurts. And I say to them that my podcast is in honor of all of our family And anyone that you have lost because they are with you every step you take. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart to all my listeners from all around the world. I love your messages. They touch me so much that I cry all the time. Clearly, I'm a big crybaby. Every message I get brings tears to my eyes. Please feel free to leave a review if you're liking the episodes. Any of your other favorite episodes, please go back, leave a review. It's really important. It means a lot to me. Also, I have some amazing guests booked in for 2019. So keep listening, subscribe, make sure you don't miss out. I am super excited for some of the guests that we have coming up. I hope you are going to love these episodes. I can't wait for them. Thank you so much for being part of this journey with me. I am so appreciative to all my listeners. Please feel free to email me as well at withyoueverysteppodcast at gmail.com if you have any recommendations or anybody that you think, hey, this person would be a great guest. I love to hear all of your feedback, all of your thoughts, all of your ideas. I love you, Dad. I will never forget you. You are with me every step I take. I'm really excited for the year ahead. I am so grateful to all of my listeners all around the world. I am giving you a huge hug right now. Thanks for listening to me every week. I hope you are enjoying it. I'm going to continue. I have some amazing things coming ahead for this year. Here's to an amazing 2019. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for listening to With You Every Step, hosted by Michelle Lee. We do hope you enjoyed listening. And if you did, make sure you tell everybody. If you didn't, 
Nobody likes a Debbie Downer. Please subscribe to get up to date with our latest releases and give us a thumbs up on our social media at With You Every Step. We love to hear from you. If you have any questions or inquiries, head to the Contact Us page at our website, michellelee.com. That's also where you'll find all our blogs mentioned in the podcast. We love to hear from you and if we have inspired you to travel. Thanks for listening. Love life and adventure on.